to season 12 of Community, a podcast by Safe Source Africa. We are passionate about telling stories of giving, generosity, and philanthropy by Africans for Africa and beyond, because there are many Africans across this beautiful globe. This season, we are celebrating generous movers. And by that, we mean people that are using the gift of mobility for great causes, to advance community, to advance society, to make and leave this world a better place. Today, I have the pleasure of hosting my friend, my brother, my role model, Jackson Taguri Twesije. I know I have mixed up the order, but it's all right. Let us move. Jackson, you're very welcome. We are honored to have you as our guest. And I'd like you to tell our listeners a bit about yourself. Who is Jackson? Thank you, Jackie. And uh, really, I will only accept to be called your own model if we agree this thing is mutual. We are models for each other, mentors for each yes. other, fellow learners, fellow unlearners, and relearners every every single day. Jackson Kaguri, wow, that's I ask that question so many people and when you ask me the same question, we go, where do I start? Where do I go? I know, right? You see what you put us exactly. through. Exactly. I am Twesty Jackson Kaguri. Easiest name is Jackson. All three names are my names, all acquired at birth. Twesty given to my parents, Jackson as a Christian man. Parents gave me that name, so on baptism, I cement it. And Kaguri is my father's name which is not typical in villages for children to take on their father's names. But for me, I think my dad was waiting for a boy so badly. When I came out, I say he looks like Kaguri, and the name stayed as uh, Kaguri. Yeah, uh, does he look like your father, you think? Is not necessarily, but the fact that I was a boy. Uh, ah, okay. Enough to, woo, after four girls in a row. Yes. I yes. had a brother, oldest brother, then they were... No, three girls and one uh, one miscarriage, another girl. And mm -hmm. so we still count her as one of yeah. the four. Then okay. here I came and I was the last one. I was enough. Jackie, when I was born, my mom said, that's enough. Uh, uh, so I was, I'm the last born. You're the last chapter. Yeah, last chapter. Born and raised in Nyaka, went to school in those areas. I ended up in the United States studying. Um, Jackson, for those who don't know where Nyaka is, tell us, you know, where you said in Nyaka, but Nyaka where? Nyaka village. See, I have an assumption everyone knows Nyaka. This is the bland. Everyone should know. Google Nyaka. <laughs> no, Nyaka, Jersey is a village in Kambuga, in a district called Kanung right now. It used to be Rukunjiri, uh, right in southwestern Uganda. Yeah, I didn't okay. even know that Nyaka is short for Nyaka Jersey. Yes. I know Nyaka Jersey, but I've been thinking, so there's Nyaka. Oh, my goodness. Nyaka, there's Nyaka Jersey. No, it's Nyaka Jersey. There, where your mom, relatives yes, come from. Handa then you take the left as you're going to the Valios or that area, Chamugaga, you pass Nyaka Jersey. And so that's where I was born and raised. I now live in the United States. Um, I'm attending Harvard University, doing a fellowship. In between there, I'm a founder and CEO of Nyaka Organization, which started in Nyaka Jersey Village, named after Nyaka in short. And the organization is a, a global organization that was started to address the needs of 
orphaned children, then expanded into a holistic nature, addressing children's needs, community needs. We have schools, clean water systems, libraries, hospitals. Uh, think about it, secondary and vocational schools. I started this organization in a village where I was born and raised to change lives, but also for selfish reasons, create more Jacksons, both black girls and boys, yeah. have an opportunity yeah. of getting an education, but also get it in their own environment. So I have built a mini Harvard in that village through different schools, uh, with the secondary school that is huge and equipped with everything a child needs to get education of their choice. Whether they want to be a doctor, and have one. They want to be a lawyer. They don't have come to Budo to Gayaza. We have our own Budo and Gayaza and Nadisunza, all combined in one school called Nyaka Vocational Secondary School. So that's a little bit about me. I'm a dad of four amazing children, two boys and two girls, and uh, so proud to be their father. You're not just a dad. You're a sarongo. Yeah. And that's a big title in our culture in Uganda. Salongo is father of twins. And yeah. since there are not very many, they even as distinguished from other fathers, father of twins. So Jackson is a Salongo. So when I walk in a room, people get up so I can sit down. <laughs> I know, such an honor, right? So Jackson, you, you've told us about Nyaka and how you've built it indeed into something that is renowned worldwide and just giving back to community and growing many more Jacksons, both male and female. And for those who would like to know more about it, Jackson has written three books. You didn't tell us about that. You didn't tell us that you're an author. Yes, Jackson's an author of seven books. Uh, two adult books, A School for My Village and Victory for My Village, and five children books, uh, ranging from a child struggling to go to school to a child who is uh, facing gender-based violence through fetching water. And uh, I've loved to write these books, Jackie, because our children grow up thinking authors come from heaven. Yeah. Or they are from other countries, or they live yeah. in Kampala and have to be at Makere University and have to be a professor. So I wanted them to see a demonstration of their own stories, their own images in a published book. Then I built a library that houses so many books. They can see the Choma Handles, they can see the Jennifer Makumbis, they can see the Oraro Tunos, they can see. Uh, sowing the mustard seed by the president and also see uh, books from the UK and, and everywhere. But very important for them to see a picture of their grandmother, a house they live in, in a book published. And as a result, now they are publishing their own books. So no. mission accomplished. <laughs> mission accomplished. Woo so along this journey, Jackson, I want to walk, I want to walk us to your journey of running and then running for good. So yeah. how, how how did those come together? First of all, the running, what made you, what came into your head? What disturbed you on the day you said I must start running? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question, Jackie. You see, I am a, 
a village boy was born in a village running to school every single day. You are a city girl. Dad and mom drove you to school. And... No, 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 no. By the way, remember, Jackson, that we, we went to school in the late, mid to late 80s and early 90s. And those days, remember, Kampala was just, or Uganda was just coming out of the ravages of war. There were very few people with cars. My dad had a motorcycle, so he would take the younger kids. Then the older siblings walked from Namirembe to Buganda Road, Namirembe to Nakasero. So yeah, oh. we we yeah, and then we would actually run down the valley. I'll never forget uh, down Equatoria. There was no Equatoria then, but um, uh, Chadondo was that Chadondo Primary School in the valley, and then up to past. We'd, we'd go past, uh, no, we didn't go that side. We would go Namirembe, Bakuli, and then to home because oh, we were yeah, in Namirembe yeah, yeah. then. Yes, yes. No, no, no. So I, we know we know the yeah, life of, and unfortunately, yeah. part of that running was literally running from bullets because Kampala was still unstable then. So when, you know, we were told when you see people running, just run. So a lot of our school time was also sadly running from um, you know the, the violence that that was. So you can see for our listeners who are not from Uganda, walking is part of us. It's uh, part of our life lifestyle. The only thing is we didn't embrace it as part of an exercise that we needed at the time. So for me, as a, a CEO and a leader of organization. Living in the United States of America, where I have a car that I just walk from my bedroom, 20, 30 steps, I'm in the garage, I'm in a car, I'm at the office again and again and again. So when I moved to this country, I started gaining an unnecessary weight. Uh -huh. Unnecessary weight, and uh, I was still working out, I was still playing soccer, but I couldn't find a balance that helps me to hit that sweet spot where I want to be as a person health-wise. Mm -hmm. I went to my doctor and uh, he said, you know, your blood pressure is going up and uh, you need to exercise. I said, I exercise all the time. He goes, you, know, you need to change your exercise routine. I said, what would you recommend? He said, try the running. So I was already a runner on the soccer field. I was already uh -huh. those short distances. But okay. the year before he told me that, this was in 20, he told me this in 2018. 2017, I had had a conversation with a donor out of New York who said to me, Jackson, I know you raise money all the time. There's this opportunity to partner with New York Marathon organizers. Her name is Sherry Henry. She has been friends with the chairman for New York Marathon runners, same man since 1950, who has run that. She was there as a journalist when New York Marathon started 50 years, now it is 53 years ago in Central Park. People would run around Central Park how many times to complete 26 miles. So she said, my friend runs this new uh, this New York Marathon. Maybe you can try and be a partner. I said, Sherry, we have tried and failed three times. But don't worry, I know him. This was in December, and New York Marathon selects charity partners by May of each year. May closed if nobody can get in. December, Sherry 
calls George Hart. December of what year again? 2017. 2017, okay. Yeah. She calls uh, George in December 2017, and George says, oh, I love the organization. I've read about it. For you, Sherry, they can bring five runners in 2018 to run. And there we were. Then now I went to all donors and wrote, we needed people who can run 26 miles. We have an opportunity. Five runners signed up. New York Marathon has a requirement. You have to raise money for the charity you signed under. And five runners came. One came with his wife as a sidekick to run with. And they came and ran for Nyaka. I went on the side. On, uh, to, to support them and watch them run sweat for a community they don't know. They've never been there. All runners never been to Nyaka. All runners had never visited or met anybody we serve. And right there, Jackie, a challenge yes. right there on me as a leader. Yes. We need to lead by example. That's uh -huh. what we We want to create more readers. So when they were done at the end of it, I said, you know what? I've never run a marathon in my life, but I'm not going to ask another group of runners to do something I've not done myself. But I asked George Hash first. I said, George, do you think I can walk? <laughs> he goes, oh yeah, as long as somebody is on that field, the finish line will remain there. If you yes. qualify to run, and meet the requirements, you will be required to finish within a certain time. But charitable runners, people are running for charity organizations. Take your time. Walk, uh -huh. rock. And he told me there are people with wheelchairs, there are people uh -huh. with amputated legs. Don't worry, there is everybody. 2019, I told the team, we are going to have 10 runners in 2019. Please sign me up. I'm going to be one of the runners. And Jackie, I started training. I used to follow your training. Wow. It's crazy. Crazy. I, I trained on every continent because those yeah. were days I was traveling the road. I'm in Korea. I'm training. I'm in South America. I'm training. I'm in Australia. I'm training. No, so Jackson, I again, there might be people, listeners who have never run a marathon. So when you say training, what does that mean? When you say we're training so for the marathon. They're running a marathon, ladies and gentlemen. Those who have run will tell you, those who are listening and have run it, the day off does not happen because you show up and run a marathon. It's the preparation ahead of time. So they made a schedule for us. I hired a trainer and he made a schedule. He said, Jackson, it is uh, February of 2019. Start by walking and walking faster, then run five five minutes and walk five minutes and do alternatives. Towards you, so he keeps increasing the level. By September, I was in Uganda. He said, around this time, you need to run your longest run. Wow. The full marathon, those of you who don't know, is 26.2 miles. And in uh, kilometers? 42, 40, that's 42, 40, yeah? Uh, 45 or 42? Oh, okay, 42, I guess. 40, 26 times, 26.2 20, times two. Come on, people, you can do the math. Use your calculators on the phone. 
you will get you will get the, the, the kilometers. I think it is 42 kilometers, yes. We were encouraged to run 20 miles for you to know that your lungs can handle, you can do this. So I am in Uganda, in Nyakajesi village, and my Nyakajesi people, the team was put together and we ran from Nyakajesi village, Kambuga town, to Chihihi town. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Started at 5 a.m. Smith, the teacher at Nyaka, Mirimo, with some of the soccer players, Elvis. We had like 10 people and we told the driver, come at around 10 30, 11 to pick us up because we cannot come back. Yes. Well, and beknownst to me was the trainer said, run, he's thinking New York flat. Uh, that journey, gentlemen, just to Chihi, they were going up the mountain, going down steep. the valley. Yes, yes, yes. There's sand, there's, it was the most horrible, but a good training because it's on higher altitude too. So mm. once I finished those 20 miles, the training is to prepare you for the real journey. Once I did that and I sent my Strava map, to my trainer, he saw the attitude and saw the heights and was, you did that? I said, yes, that you are ready. Wow. You can do it in those hills, take a deep breath. New York is flat from the beginning to the end. Then he told me a second thing, he said, while you are running in New York, there are going to be cheerleaders from the beginning near to the end. You cross wow. five bridges, and bridges, they don't allow people there, but when you are not on bridge, there's somebody clapping, there's somebody encouraging, there's water, there's medical, so you're going to do a good job. And that was a huge encouragement. So and 2019 in November, ladies and gentlemen, I went with 10 other runners running for Nyaka. We raised 130,000 US dollars for Nyaka and rain and everybody finished. To be a partner with New York Marathon, you had to commit the people who will run and they have to raise the minimum. But our runners from Nyaka since then have always met the minimum and they must finish as that commitment goes. And, what and is when, the I say, when you talk about minimum, what is that minimum? $3,000 minimum for a charitable organization. Uh, okay. At that you must time, raise now, that. Okay. You must raise it for the organization. So for okay. all our runners listen to this podcast and want to have the experience of running or walking New York Marathon, you can always find a charity. Nyaka has runners every year. This year we have 23. And wow. It is competitive, but you can always find a charity to run for and raise money for them. So that was now, for me as a child who grew up running, I found so much pressure on mixing something that is good for my health, raises money for the organization I lead, and helped me cut the weight I needed to cut. Jack, at the time, 2019, how old was I? Uh, 49. Forty, at 49 years of age, I had struggled to lose 10 kilos in my early 40s to 49. 
During the training New York Marathon, I lost the kilos I needed to lose. The doctor took me off my high blood pressure and I've not taken high blood pressure medicine since then. May the church say amen. Amen. <laughs> there we go. My goodness. So the, it has not only been to raise money, moving to raise money, the benefit has also been my health. And since yeah. that time, 2019, we all remember 2020 COVID hit. Yes. When COVID hit, I wrote New York Marathon and said, what are we going to do? I said, we are going to do it virtual. Mm -hmm. People are going to run the combined New York Marathon organization with Strava. Up to that point, 50,000 people would come to New York and run New York wow. Marathon. And they had seen they have capability to do it virtually, but they had never done it because they loved the city, the presence, yes. and all of this. Yes. Yes. In 2019, they opened up registration and said, you can register and download Strava and run wherever you are. Yeah. So I said, myself, I'm going to arrange my guys in Michigan, and I'm going to arrange my guys and boys and girls in Nyakajese village. Do you know, and we are speaking right now after Joshua just won another gold medal, do you know that our team in Nyakajese village registered, ran five of them for the first time ever we have five New York Marathon medals in Nyakajese village, and these men completed their 26.2 miles. Wow. My team in Michigan ran also, and we were yeah. able, we had seven people we organized. This time, I did a relay. I organized mm -hmm. the people to come and move with me. So mm -hmm. talking about more. There are people who were comfortable with 10 miles. So we said, if you are 10 miles, sign up. I'm the slowest runner and walker. By the way, when people hear I run, please don't think I'm Joshua and these guys you see on TV. For me, I walk keep and so run. Keep, keep teach. Okay. No, <laughs> teach. No. I, those start from the beginning. All the way. <laughs> For me, I will go my little speed, 12 minutes yes. a mile. And then when I get tired, I stop and walk faster. Like we're walking in Colorado, me and you. Then mm -hmm. I get a little bit. So when I'm in Uganda, I do kaserenget. When I'm going down the hill, I will run down the hill. When I'm going mm -hmm. up, other people have it with us. In yes. New York, I stay, I will run to the water. When I get to the water, I walk to the next water. Uh -huh. That way, I get to rest uh -huh. my body. My body. I run based on how my body is telling me. So, 2020, yes. I ran a virtual marathon. Second one, 2021 was the 50th, 50th anniversary of New York. You and I turned 50 the same year that New York Marathon was turning 50. But because COVID was here and people didn't go physically to New York, the 50th celebration run was done in 2021. Mm -hmm. And since I wanted to celebrate my 50th with a marathon, and I knew I was going to run just three marathons and be done. Mm -hmm. So 2021, I ran in the 50th anniversary celebration in New York. 
and Nyaka had 20 runners. We raised 160,000 US dollars for Nyaka. Yeah. And when you say you raised these amounts, give us a picture of what this money has done in Nyaka village. So we, we run an organization that takes care of children right now, and then we work with women who are raising these children. So we have a grandmother's program that spreads beyond Kanungu. We are in Kanungu, Kunjiri, Rwanda, three districts. We are working with 20,000 grandmothers. These women receive a revolving fund to start small businesses. Mm -hmm. So most of the money that we raised, we tied between a child and a grandmother to launch a business, meaning you're going to give a woman a gift that continues to give. Wow. And between these 20,000 grandmothers, they are raising 88,000 children. Wow. 88,000 children. 8,000 children. So this money goes into the pipeline. The money from COVID times had to feed people, had mm -hmm. to get grandmothers uh, during the lockdown, buy motorcycles to take uh, reading materials to the children in the villages where they are. So it all goes into changing lives of people in the village. And when we are running, each person has a page for New York Marathon. We provide them pictures, we provide them stats, we provide them what, how much, what costs. If they are going to buy books, how much are books? They are going to start a piggery, how much are pigs and how much are construction? So it all goes into the organization. Nice. And we are lucky to also have three people who are, become, who are really volunteers in New York. Mark Mahoney and his wife, uh, Noel Mahoney and Sherry Henry, who organize, who underwrite most of the expenses to make sure that all the money raised by runners go back to Uganda to help do the work that it's supposed to do. So it is a, a movement that inspires runners to do it, inspires mm -hmm. volunteers to participate, inspires businesses to open up their ways. It's kind of thing like what MTN has done in Uganda and the cancer runs for Rotary and bring it at a smaller level. That's what I have been involved in with Nyaka and in a partnership with the New York Marathon organizers. That's amazing, Jackson. And just one question before then we talk about how you how you started a walk yes. to bring awareness to you know gender and sexual-based violence. What does it feel like? How do you, because you said for each run, you not only raise more money, but you also bring in more people. So how, how has that journey been? What do you say? How do you convince people to run those crazy miles alongside you? So this is the thing. When you are a leader like us and you raise money for the causes uh, you love, well, you raise money for your business, the hardest thing is always to begin. Once we had five runners, we charge these five runners to, even if you have your own money, don't put on your money uh, just one check. Go put your link on your Facebook, on your Instagram, on your Twitter. Share with your family and friends why you are running so that you can extend the ambassadorship 
of what you are doing to others who don't know. So when you look at Nyaka's records, you will find every year we have an acquisition strategy. We want more new people to be added within the folks that support the organization. Yes. And this acquisition process now is turning into runners. So if we address fundraising, we'll, we'll talk about uh, diversifying your uh, methods of raising money. Yeah. So when we did a documentary about Unyaka, there are people who would never read my books, but they yeah. watch YouTube videos. Yeah. Just like now people will watch TikTok, others will go Instagram, others will go. They have different places where people go. And we as an organization, we want to find them wherever they are and bring uh -huh. them forward. So we advertise within the database of Nyaka. We tell those who have run, tell others they know. We have uh -huh. had run since 2019. We have had Matt Taylor who has run every single year. And he goes to his company, however much money he raises, the company matches. They say, if you raise $3,000, we put on $3,000 more. Mm -hmm. So he's always striving higher because he has, the company has more funding. Uh, it's up to him to go and make more so the organization can get more. So that's how we've been able to continue raising this. We turned down the people. We had a waiting list now. By 20, wow. 2022, when we finished with 20 runners, we had already six waiting lists for 2023. Mm -hmm. November 5th, I am not running. But what I have done also, Jackie, before we get to SGBV, because of that lifestyle, even when I stopped running marathons, I've done yeah. half a marathon in New York. I'm doing half a marathon in London. That's 13.1. And since December 2022, I've been walking or running every single day under Activate Uganda. Yes. Part of that, we have a friend, Kiza, who is part of this, Alex, yes. leaders, and Keith, who track down all how many. I told the kids, I don't care about how, what speed I'm going. Yes. The motivation to get out and do it, but it has been a thing on my mind, even when I'm so tired to say, oh, I need to post my miles today. Yes, I get yes. out this morning, I got out, knocked out my two and a half miles. We have to do three kilometers every single day and I'm going to do this for as long as I am still standing and able to get on my feet. Again, Amen. and I am proud of you here for moving with Many people walking with so many people. I think it was like number 53, number 54. Uh, I, I had the pleasure of doing this with you. We don't, we didn't attach a cause to raise money on it, but the knowledge you are sharing as you work with these, these different people is equal to resources. This knowledge as a resource. Uh, and a very important thing where your health is being taken care of, your increasing knowledge, your increasing networks and relationships, which is what we really need to continue to thrive. And as we wind down uh, this conversation, so how did the work for STBV start? So because uh, I, I, when I was training for these three marathons, I would go home, play soccer with people and say, you know what, we need to, to uh, also practice running. 
these practices end up in conversations of the work we are doing. We, 2015, in Nyaka village, in, in Kutamba, Rukunjiri, we have a primary school called Kutamba. Mm -hmm. One of our children was raped while she was walking to school. Mm. When we found out as holistic as Nyaka is, we decided we cannot let our mental, psychological trauma continue to haunt our children and our communities we serve. We give you water, we give you food, we give you uniform, you get education, and now you have trauma of walking by a mm. man who raped you every single day. They are calling her names. So we launched a program to fight against rape, was um, just sexual assault and rape. And when we started talking to grandmothers who are so many, they said, actually, it is not just a rape. It's domestic violence. These are how men treat us. These are the verbal abuse. So we called it gender-based violence program. And then we said, we can go on radio, we can go on TV, but once a year, Let's get together and work together as a community. Yes. Bring people physically in space and make a statement. Mm -hmm. We will stand against gender-based violence. We will be with you when you are affected. We will advocate for you. And we want all community members to come. So imagine a victor. We call them victors. Because if somebody... Yeah rapes you and you still can go to classroom at nine years of age, later alone, even if you are 100 years or 50 years, rape is, rape is a violation yes. of the first order. Yes. Now we have people walking with a sign. This is not a sprint run. It's walking so messages can be seen. We are not like a rally where you go in a car run and there's an advertisement, but it's going yes, yes, yes. hours. Yes have signs and they are walking. Civil source against gender-based violence. Construction uh -huh. workers against gender-based violence. Okay. Police officers against gender-based violence. Border Border Association against gender-based violence. We have done this five times. Wow. Time do a walk, we also open a healing center. At an existing hospital, we partner with an existing government hospital, open a room there where children or uh, anyone who is violated can go in without identifying who they are, without a room marked, this is where victims go. It's a room for youth, for activities, and get social workers to work with you, bring the police to take the statement. We have translated police reports into local languages. So once a year, we get together. We have had American ambassador this year, represented by PEPFA, Natalie, our mutual friend. Last year, we had British ambassador, Kate Irie, in Chile. The year before, would we have had a guest of honor in, uh, it was the year before was COVID. So 19 was uh, the chairperson, Josephine Cassia of Kanungu. And we had Eddie Kenzo perform. Mm -hmm. see, we had Ike Bender. So with the music, we use music. We partnered with uh, Rich Hand Foundation this year to put up the soccer, the stage, and the, the media, South Plus. So we have created a movement to make a public statement that this is something we want mindsets to change about. 
if your brother is a rapist and rapes a child who is nine years old, that person can't be known. So for you as a sister, you go, I know there's a problem. Let's find you rehabilitation. Take you away, get your punishment, get rehabilitation before you come back in society. Because when somebody does it and gets away with it, they do it again. Yes. Fathers, Jackie, I'm a father, you are a mother. You have boys, we have fathers raping their biological children. Something, if somebody told me before 2015, I would say, that cannot happen in my village. Yeah. A man who is a neighbor raped his own daughter seven years in a row in the same house the mother lives. Okay. Now that girl is one of our advocates. I'm yeah. a victim. I'm walking yeah. against this. Oh. I can overcome. We don't want another one to overcome. We want to prevent it happening in these communities. So that's why we started this work. It's annual every third Friday of each year in a different location. In July, right? Every third Friday of Every July. third Friday of July. We'll put it in a different location. It's now been revolving between Kanungu, Kunjiri, uh, Rwanda, Kavale, Chisolo, Southwestern Uganda. You're going to make it virtual because now we have some grandmothers in Busia. We are talking to uh, town councils in, in Lira. We want to start making it so big that it's done like the Rotary Cancer Run. You can get your kids. You can walk where you are. We can create an advocacy group, work with the government officials, magistrates, practicing lawyers, legal aid clinics, so we can get rid of this pandemic from our communities. Wow, Jackson, thank you so much for sharing your amazing and inspiring story. I, I often ask myself, when, when you started doing the marathon for Nyaka, the one question I often asked myself, it's one thing for a leader to... And, and leaders work hard, no doubt. Leaders work hard. For me, the level you took it of, I will also expend my energy. I will move my body for this cause. That was hats off. I started asking myself, Jackie, you say you love leaders, philanthropy. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. So, so when I say that you are, you know, someone that I look up to, it is in that regard that if if what you've done teaches me anything, teaches us anything, that they are, and it's not just you, they are leaders, they are people who expend their time, move their bodies for generosity. You haven't even talked about the cost to you because again, it's not just a training schedule. You have to eat right. So that's buying food. It's buying the gym, you know, the clothes. It's buying the right shoes. It's buying. So before you even raise money, you're spending money in order to yes. do these marathons and walks. Yeah. So true. You spend money, you spend resources, you train, you eat well, all that to make sure that the cause gets to be taken care of, your body is there. Because as a leader, also, you don't want to be uh, waking up in the morning and you can't get out to get to the office to inspire them, to do the work that we are called to do. It's yes. a calling. Yes. I call it service leadership. We are servants. Both of both of us come from a Christian background. We are servants. 
And so if I am not in a good mindset in the morning to do take care of me first, then I cannot go take care of others. Yes. I have to make sure that I am well prepared. I've done my devotion, I've exercised, I've taken my shower. When I walk in that office, I want to be able to say, how can I be of help to you? Rather than who is going to grab me the first glass of coffee, please. I have hangover. I can't walk. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Then yelling at everybody. I walk in my office and people go, oh, my goodness. Welcome, Jackson. How was your night? Good. You look great. Perfect. Then now we even have centers. Kampara office has every Friday, they have a workout session. Thanks to you and your training partners who started the movement where they were training uh, our, our staff in, in Uganda. Now, Jennifer, oh, come Friday and get everyone out of the office. They work until 2 p.m., work out together before they go home. If nothing else, somebody's getting a workout uh, on Friday. And uh, the marathon that we did in 2021, the 50th anniversary, we did it and encouraged people to run in Nyaka village. Something I didn't say actually. Every year that I've run a marathon since 2018, women, children, community leaders in Nyaka wake up the morning of that marathon, grandmothers with a stick, and yes. walk in solidarity with the runners in New York. Wow. So New York at 5 a.m. when people are getting up to go start their run, Nyaka has already finished. And through technology, WhatsApp, Facebook, we have pictures in front of our runners in New York. Grandmother finished her mile. So the motivation is there. The solidarity is there. In 2021, we even had a Kampara team doing running in Zambia. And Ambassador Natalie Brown was gracious enough to go and join them and frag them off. Uh, and encourage them to go. So it is this fire that keeps going on, just like you are walks with people. You are inspiring people, people are following. I remember when I ran the first marathon, he said, Jackson, you are such an inspiration. I would love to do something like that. And you've done it. Twice, how many times now I see you a medal. Almost 16. <laughs> <laughs> yes, in a different way, almost. So we, and, and you listen to your body. The advice I would give yes. to people who want to start this moving, Alex of Activate, Robert Kavshenga, as now are doing ultra, the Wakesas, uh, the, uh, the Moses Lutachiguas, the Grace Villa just did a celebration of 10 years with lots of movement, and we did 40 days of walking. So listen to your body, it's very important. Invest in good shoes, unless you're going to do it barefoot and you're in your Kajesi village where you don't have broken bottles. Investing in good shoes is very important. Yeah. Your feet and Achilles and the whole body will thank you for a good pair of shoes. Yes. Uh, dress accordingly. If you are, have a weather app, look at the weather before you go out there. For me, I do every day. So whether it is snowing, raining, and airport, wherever, in, even in a plane, I will go up and down on the plane until I get my two miles to fulfill my application. Find a pattern. It's very important. Accountability pattern will help you do it. You don't all have to run. You can just walk 
start slow and eat as healthy as you can. Your body, listen to your body and do it to your body rather than what somebody else is doing. Thank you. Once again. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for gracing our podcast, for the advice that you've given at the end and for the many miles that you have run for good for your community. We honor not just you, but all those that you've mobilized to run for Nyakajezi to, ah, it's just hats off, hats off, hats off. And we, yeah, may God bless you again and again and again. Thank you so much. We need to end. I know you and I can talk until the cows come home and even go back the next day. So we need to stop this here. Thank you so much, Jackson. Thank you so, so much. Thank you for having me.